she's rich, but she's poor. She's a princess, but she's enslaved by the horrors of indentured servitude. What'll happen? Tune in this Wednesday on Disney Channel to find out. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that really can't fucking take it anymore. I'm your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by the princess to my popper. It's Michael Flaherty, everybody. Hey, it's I'm, I'll take princess. I'll take princess. Absolutely, you kidding me? I've I live the lifestyle of the rich and the famous. You kidding me? This is, and also love the Disney love the Disney Channel freaking intro because you know it. Nothing is more befitting of this movie than a freaking Disney Channel like intro. Because goddamn, this and was I'll, some Disney Channel quality. And I will say, Mike, that the reason I called you the princess instead of, you know, oh, making a joke at Mike's expense, it's because this month I'm a slave to Michael Flaherty for making me watch nine animated fucking Barbie movies. We've reached that beautiful point where it stops mattering. Because, mm-hmm. listeners, if you remember when After Ever Happy sort of came around, or After We Fell, whichever one was the third one that really just pained me, was just nothing but pain. That was that was when I gave up, and we're we finally reached that precipice where my co-host is just a husk of his former self. And s- but but I will say I actually did kind of get a little bit of a break. I mean, I still can't fucking take it anymore. But today we're going to be talking about the 2004 computer animated musical fantasy thing, Barbie as the Princess and the Popper, not to be confused with. Barbie, Princess, and the Pop Star, a film, I assume, which is just a blatant ripoff of Hannah Montana. The Princess <laughs> and the Popper is based off of the Mark Twain novel and is about a princess and an indentured servant who meet, quickly become best friends, and must thwart the plans of the evil advisor to the, to the Queen Preminger. Mike, what did you think of this movie? I was pleasantly surprised pleasantly surprised you know okay i'll 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 totally go against the grain i thought that fairy secret was better than my co-host did i didn't think that i didn't think fairy secret was an outright pain to watch definitely didn't think it was a winner but i was like i was like you know what there are some there are some reasons why people like you know look back on this with fond nostalgia this one i was like you know what? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And it's not because it's a lazy retelling like Barbie and the Nutcracker is. I'm like, no, this is they're actually doing shit like different and it's working out. And you're like, oh, OK, nice. It's it's kind of pleasant. No, no, don't get us wrong. Like the animation, like it still sucks. Like it still has, you know, P, like early 2000s PC game quality. But it's a lot smoother than the Nutcracker. I mean, that's a big leap because Nutcracker was very jittery. And this movie, mm-hmm. uh, Princess and the Popper, it actually takes its time to be like, hey, here's the princess. Let's go through some scenes with her so we can figure out what she's like. Here's the popper. Let's go through some scenes with her to see kind of what, what she is like. We establish their characters, kind of what their their goals, their wants, their kind of individual character traits before throwing them into like, you know, the thick of things. It's very formulaic, but like, that's not really that's not bad it's just it was just well it was just like better executed than the other ones we've covered this month look if there's anything 
to take away from this podcast, formulaic is not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Oh my God, we could go with a little bit of formula every now and then. It's not that bad. People keep trying to think outside the box. Let's go inside the box. The box isn't that bad when you really think about it. But anyways, it's, I like it because it's, it's it's it is by the numbers, but yeah, I, the way they tell the story and the way they set the story up, one the story's fine, like the story's perfectly fine. It's doing its job. It's and it's told not like a seven year old on a sugar rush, because mm-hmm. you know those you know the, that sort of feeling when you're like talking to your like your little nephew or niece or like little cousin, and they just got off of like a roller coaster ride, and you're like, how was the ride? And then they just pretty much do the kid equivalent of crackhead babble and you're mm-hmm. like oh i guess that means good mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of it it's this is one of the first barbie movies to not do crackhead babble which i love i love because you actually learn to care about the two characters i actually said the phrase oh that really sucks for her regarding the popper i'm not kidding mm-hmm. that's big It's a big step here at the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. And you mentioned crackhead babble. And when I think like crackhead babble, I think of like, you know, in a lot of these kids movies, especially the ones aimed towards younger children, you'll see like the animal character. Or if you go back to, oh, God, what was that movie we covered? I can't even fucking remember how many animated movies. The Happily Never After. They had that baby oh. character. Oh. Those were just shoehorned in there for literally no reason. And you see it a lot, especially like, you know, throwing in animal characters. Like the animals in the last movie just kind of were there and maybe did like a thing or two. But mm-hmm. in this movie, the animals are kind of like a central part of everything. Like we got two cats in this movie that like actually contribute and help out to the plot and you're invested to it like it's it's an it's nice it's like oh here's this character it doesn't just have to be you know stupid oh poor like poor ripoff tom and jerry looney tunes humor it's actually like, okay we're gonna give these characters like we're gonna give these animals characteristics and things to do yeah even even if it's expected like no there is not a single character animal character or actually just regular character that breaks ground you the bad guy is bad the princess's cat is really stuck up and snobby the the popper's cat he's with the shits he's he's, he barks he do he just barks that's that's the crazy thing but it's it's expected, but it's still fine. You're like mm-hmm. you just look at it, and you go, yeah, yeah. That's 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 totally suitable. And even the fans of like Bar the animated Barbie movies, because yes, those actually exist. Look at this one and say like, yeah, this is this is one of the better Barbie movies that I've seen. It I've seen it consistently place in top ten in some lists I found on Letterbox and on and on articles that I've seen online. And I mean. It currently even is has the highest rating out of any animated Barbie movie on IMDb, which I mean, I think that's I think that says something. I mean, it says something yeah. to the quality of the other Barbie movies, but like good for this, <laughs> good for Princess and the Popper. You know, good for Princess and the Frickin' Popper, all right? It's you know what it's we keep throwing shade being like being like, well, compared to the other ones, but like it's honestly, if you 
pulled this one out, pulled away all of the surrounding franchise movies, and then dropped it in between a bunch of Disney Channel movies, I would not be outwardly angry that you put it there. Like, if you put Thumbelina in between, like, the Disney Channel original movies, I'd be angry. I would be outwardly angry. I would be like, what the fuck did you do? But... She's just in a damn it. I want to watch my fucking That's So Raven, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. What the hell are y'all doing? Exactly. I'm sitting there just ready. I'm ready for Hocus Pocus. And then just they just roll out McKenna and Thumbelina just freaking just shimmying out ready to cause everyone's problems. And lastly, before we go on to our drinks, this is the first of the Barbie animated musicals, not the first one we've covered on this podcast, but the first one to be released. And let's talk about them for a second. Again, I think there are some songs that again can be classified. I mean, can get in that category of rip off Disney songs, but the one song, I, I don't know its name. It goes like, I'm just like you. You're just like me. I know it was a TikTok sound for a while is a fucking earworm. I cannot describe to you how this song has infiltrated my brain. And I would just be like sitting at my desk, like at work and just be humming. I'm just like you. And I was like, oh, fuck, not again. Yeah, exactly. You're sitting there. I just love the idea of your, you just get out and you're done with princess and the popper. And you're like, ha, another Barbie movie down. And then you're just in between listening to like, like raining blood by slayer and like some like some like new just like you know foo fighters or whatever you just go i'm just like you you're just like me (laughs) just like humming barbie just like hell yeah that's that's what's up that is that's how you do it i mean listen this is going on my workout playlist now you're gonna be seeing me at the bench press just be like i'm just just like screaming it at the top of my lungs and i'm about to one rep max (laughs) it's 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 People are going to walk up and be like, yo, dude, your deadlift's crazy. What are you listening to? And it's a mix of like those like ASMR to fall asleep to and and the Barbie princess and the popper soundtrack. Dude, I'd have all the girls in the gym hyping me up. Like, I absolutely swear, that's need, guys. They would be high fiving you. They'd be like, it's a banger, right? And you're like, I didn't know. Muscle mommy walks by and gives a high five and you're just like, nice exactly you just said yeah she, yeah she high fives and she's like hey good job and you're like hmm okay we got to keep listening to the barbie music <laughs> all right guys so let's get to the ever most important question we have here on this podcast mike if barbie and the prince as the princess and the popper was a drink what would it be and why okay everybody this is a special occasion on the Mess of Midnight podcast, because this one doesn't suck. So all hands on deck. We're going to make cocktails that aren't awful. They're not going to be great, but, you know, they aren't going to be awful either. Okay. We got Barbie. So let's do, but, but hey, we got two different kinds of Barbie. We got Barbie, and then we've got Borbie. The the brown haired Barbie. <laughs> so when you say that, I, I imagine like, look, I drew Barbie. Like a, a like five year old comes to you, like, look, I drew Barbie, and it's just like fucking Doodle Bob is Barbie. <laughs> exactly. I just like to think, yeah, exactly. You're just just Russian or just like a Russian knockoff of Barbie. It's hello, it's me, Barbie. <laughs> it's, oh God. Okay, okay. So <laughs> Barbie and Barbie. All right. So do. 
for Barbie, we got the super fabulous lifestyle, pink everything, blonde hair, pull out the pink, Whitney. Let's do ounce, ounce and a half, or one and a quarter ounces, one and a quarter ounces of pink Whitney vodka. Then we got Barbie, <laughs> the the poor, the poor version of Barbie. Barbie for the broke bitches out there. Um, gr- grab some pop-up vodka, plastic <laughs> yeah. jug and all. Get a get one and a quarter ounces of vodka in there. Now we got our side characters, our Preminger, our queen. Uh, we have the the animals, you know, characters that actually add to the story. They're not waste of space in screen time. And they're not characters that make me go, you suck at Tika, the elephant in Barbie and the Island Princess. So it's they're characters that I'm like, yeah, you know what? Sure, sure, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> rock on. So for that, let's bust out, you know, some half ounce of some vermouth. Let's make it let's make it sweet vermouth. You know, it's a Barbie movie. Let's not make it dry. That feels weird. So sweet vermouth. All right. Now we've got the setting, you know, the medieval, I don't know, it looks like freaking Switzerland. You know, it's it's a fun, interesting sort of sort of <laughs> setting. I don't think it adds anything really to it, but it sure as shit doesn't take away. I'm not like I'm not like pointing out inconsistencies. Thank Jesus, because had a real bad habit with the other Barbie movies of that. So you know what? Let's grab and let's grab half an ounce of lemon juice. Just drop that baby in there. And finally, we got the animation, the coup de gras, the piece de resistance of this movie. It's so bad. Oh my God. They, they, you know what? Not everything could be a winner. Not everything could be a winner. Not everything can be good. So let's just, just get a pomelo and instead of a lemon peel, get a pomelo peel and then just like, I don't know, just don't, don't express like any of the oils or anything. Just drop that sucker into your glass. And yeah, you got a you got a you got a princess and the popper martini. Ooh, a little bit a little bit low on the uh, on the on the quantity, but I do like I do like the quality. You know, minus what was it? The pomelo. Yeah, it's, it's just the pom just the pomelo peel. Yeah, just sitting in there, and it probably like it probably smells funny after the drink. <laughs> it's it's like, the eh. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The drink was fine, but you know, this it's, is just you're like. You're of- like you're like, what's this massive, weird-looking grapefruit skin sitting in my cocktail? It's it's taking up like half the space. <laughs> Mike, I do like I do like it. Only again, you know, small. I, hats off, my good sir. Hats off. Hell I like yeah. it. Well, I, thank you, good sir. May, may, maybe I'll drink it one of these days, or or not. Probably not because I don't like vodka. Um, oh yeah, no. So for my drink, here's what I'm going to say: you grab your three ounces of pink Whitney with the edible glitter. Um, you know, this is kind of like the base of the movie. Again, keep it simple. Three ounces in your glass. Boom. We got two stories going on here. We've got the princess and the popper. Let's keep it simple again. Let's go with three ounces of strawberry lemonade and then three ounces of watermelon lemonade. You know, 
go for like a lemonade flavor thing, you know, with vodka. We got our bad guy, Preminger, who, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, Mike, was voiced by Martin Short. God damn. <laughs> God damn. These Barbie, movies just you, fucking, these Barbie movies just fucking get like A-list actors to be their bad guys in like the <laughs> early days. I just love I just love it. It's just like they're like, oh, you know the bad guy in in this Barbie movie two thousand three? Got Tom Cruise is the bad guy. You're like, oh Jesus. But he tries anyways. to convert Barbie to Scientology. <laughs> He's just you see a car crash on the side of the road and normal people just drive by, but Scientologists, we need to intervene. Okay, so so we're getting back to my drink. It's uh, our bad guy Preminger. Again, didn't know who's voice by Martin Short. He was he was fine. He was pretty good. So let's Add in just a little dash of bitters. And for the animals in actually, you know, doing things in this movie, let's add the caveat that, like, you know, you have to drink this cocktail through a straw. You know, one of those, like, tiny, thin straws. Why not? And, um, yeah, that's my drink. Keeping it simple. Mm, nice. You know. It's like... like this movie, this movie doesn't do anything new. It just kind of keeps things like simple, straightforward, directly to the point. Yeah, and that sometimes that's all you need. It's, it's a it's a lemonade cocktail. Lots exactly. of fucking lemonade. God damn! All right, hell yeah, man. Honestly, that sounds okay. But the exception of the bitters, the bitters takes that cocktail and makes it go like, oh, all right, it's a little yeah. weird, but it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I was like. Take away the bitters, and that sounds delightful, actually. <laughs> it just sounds good. That just sounds nice, good. On a nice summer day, you know. Dude. Watching dude, a Scientology documentary. Absolutely. You just 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 hear the Mission Impossible theme song quietly playing as Tom Cruise rants about car crashes or whatever that stupid-ass video that got, stopped, that got sent around. He jumps on the couch, too. That's an old reference for you guys. He <laughs> just... <laughs> You just see, you just see Ellen and Oprah just look at each other like, "What the fuck is he on?" And Ellen's like, "Okay, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go abuse my coworkers." Allegedly, uh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Don't sue us, Ellen. All right, guys. Well, go drink some lemonade and let's talk about Barbie and the Princess and the Popper. Another one. We get another Universal logo to start off our movie. And Mike, I don't know if it did this for you, but then the Universal logo runs again. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They put okay. the same shit twice. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Right off the fucking bat. Right off. Oh, dude, it is not even. We, you don't even get a second to, to just realize. I thought something glitched in my freaking Roku. I was like, what the hell? No. All right. <laughs> Were you watching it off Prime? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. If so you watch sure this was like the official release of the movie and it has that in it. I I I want it to be. I I'm going I in my head canon. This is what happens in the DVD, in the theatrical release, in everything. Like the editor was just like was like Damn, that's a really good looking like intro for Universal. <laughs> Let's run it back, baby. This is this is good stuff. You know, this inspired me. I'm gonna make a movie one of these days. It's gonna premiere in festivals, and literally all it's gonna be is just like my production company opening logo, just over and over and over again. It's just my oh, I love the idea where it's just, but instead of it repeating like a fucking like three second gif. 
it is five straight minutes of your production company's logo. Like, it's just like, it's a bunch of like, just crazy shit going on for like five minutes. And everyone's like, whoa, this, whoa, this is a crazy movie. And then it's just your production company's logo. And then it just ends. (laughs) Okay. So we open on some butterflies making sparkles. Then a mountain range appears as Barbie narrates. And we get a slideshow of set event of said events. Long ago, the four nations lived in harmony, but everything changed. No, that's not that movie. It's not that movie. <laughs> I just love the idea of just, it's like, it, it just pans down to Barbie, but it's just Prince Zuko in a blonde wig and a dress. <laughs> but everything changed when Thumbelina attacked. <laughs> you just, you just see, it's just Zuko with fairy wigs, just burning people alive. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Shit haunts my nightmares. I need to find McKenna. <laughs> the master of all four Barbies. <laughs> oh, no. So, okay. So, again, here's the actual thing. Long ago, in a, far, in a faraway village, uh, high on a mountaintop, something amazing was occurring. At the very same moment, two identical baby girls were born. One, a princess. King and queen were overjoyed. Princess Annalise would only have the finest. The second was named Erica. Her parents loved her just as much as the king and queen loved their princess. But they worried. They were so poor, how would they care for their daughter? The princess learned her royal duties while Erica worked as a seamstress for the spiteful Madame Carp. With lives so different, it wasn't surprising that the princess and the pauper never met. But fate decreed they were title screen made in photoshop 03 now we cut to the royal mine we see some miners tell the queen whose whose husband died they just dropped that little nugget in there it's just a little little ditty right there just by the way he's dead (laughs) that's something that they did that they also didn't nutcracker when uh, barbie was selling the child like oh yeah here this is about uh someone named i don't i can't fucking remember the nutcracker girl's name her parents died I love <laughs> Drossel Meyer just boos the queen for her husband dying. It's, <laughs> Imagine going to somebody's funeral and just somebody's booing you. You'd be like, Drossel Dog, dog, do not, do not act like it's Annalise and the mom just crying as he's getting murdered in the grave. And you just see a guy stand up and it says Drossel Meyer from the Nutcracker just booing. It's, no, it's, no, no, here's how I imagine it okay so keep in mind this is this takes place far in the past and it's just you know mother and daughter so sad so upset they're watching they're watching you know dad's grave get lowered into the ground but then they hear something there's something shaking in the coffin they're like well, what's that they hear something they hear like a noise they're like what's that oh 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 my god, dad, dad's alive. Dad's alive. You know, we, we prayed. Let's go, let's go, let's go check out check on dad. And they open the coffin and it's just Drosselmeyer, just two thumbs down, just booing them. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I was so you thought. Dude, dude, it's under is it's just Drosselmeyer dressed like the Undertaker. He just sits up and just starts booing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we gotta get to the movie. So we go to the Royal Mine. Miners tell the queen again whose husband died that the gold has run out. The kingdom is bankrupt. If only she could call on her advisor, Priminger, but he was away on a journey. Whatever will she do? But she had an idea. Nearby, there lived a rich young king who was seeking a wife. 
And yes, if you're wondering, these movies really do like to go down the avenue of arranged marriages, which is pretty <laughs> strange for Western society. That's a that's a weird repeat thing. I guess they're doing the like, well, it was medieval times, so arranged marriages. But dog, it's it's kind of weird that they're going for it. Like, is this a three-peat or is it just twice? Dude, I guarantee you that this has been done in multiple Barbie movies. Like not just the ones that we've covered, but in like, you know, like fifty percent of them. All 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 I know is that if it's got a fairy tale princess story, you know there's gonna be some marriage that gets arranged. <laughs> now we cut to a castle where we see the princess getting ready for a wedding. It is here where I noticed that the animation, like Mike said, looks a little bit like clay. The models just kind of lacked detail, especially in the face. And this had kind of like a like an uncanny quality to it. Oh, my God. They look so freaky. Like, the it, well, the thing is, for me, it's like the thing about the characters that's the worst. That's like the biggest offender is the faces. In mm-hmm. this movie, like the like the character animations, they're not good, but you know it's Barbie, so you're like, eh, it's it's about as what I expected. The the faces of the characters that are not Barbie and the the guy that Barbie's supposed to be into, oh my god, Godspeed! Scary. They are they're Thunder they're scary. they're haunting. <laughs> they, they look like they look like a Bulby from Jimmy Neutron. If any anyone remembers that reference, dude, never forget. <laughs> Fucking slap, 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 clap, 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 baby. I salute you, King. <laughs> Hell yeah! So the princess at her wedding is at this wedding breaks out uh, into a song. And she has some like she also has really super blue eyes. I don't know if I mentioned that. So she starts singing. I don't fucking know about the best day ever or some shit. Then we transition to Air to Erica. You SpongeBob. <laughs> it's the listen, man. I'm I'm on it with my SpongeBob references tonight. Dude, you're you. I was about to say you're going you're going hard in the paint. <laughs> we love me some SpongeBob. We got to talk about SpongeBob at some point, but not today. So we transition to Erica, the popper at work. She's singing the same song that the princess is, and she's singing about having no debt to pay. But this gets interrupted <laughs> by Madame Carp, where we get some more boo capitalism shit. Mm-hmm. Erica has to Erica has to work for Carp because her parents owed a debt. You know, kind of like capitalism. And the song continues. <laughs> the two main characters just want to be free from all the bullshit. Go back I, the I before we go back to the castle. I I just want to take I want us to like stop and take stock of the wants and the the singings desires of these two of these two princess popper people. Mm-hmm. The princess is like, oh, I'm locked away in the castle all day. If only I could walk around, see things. That'd be nice. <laughs> and the and like the popper's desire is if only I didn't owe money to the man. <laughs> like <laughs> what is like what is like hmm, wouldn't it be nice to climb that climb that mountain over there? The other one's like, I wish I wasn't enslaved, borderline, <laughs> minus you know the human rights violations. 
you know, one, one's a little bit better than the other. You know, you might want. Yeah, you're like you, 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 you know which one you yeah, pick. Yeah, it's, I mean. it's exactly. You know what? Indentured servitude. You're right. Indentured <laughs> servitude, dude. You know, just working fifty years for the rest of my life just to pay back a debt that wasn't even mine to begin with, and yes. yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> well, my favorite thing is my favorite thing is uh, uh, like uh. The popper. I don't even remember. What's her goddamn name? Erica. It's Erica. There we go. Thank you. Erica turns to Madam Carp and is like, is like, you're in, I'm in debt to you because my parents wanted to feed me. And Madam Carp's fucking snipe was, ah, it's their fault, not their fault, not mine. And she just closed the door. I'm like, damn. Like, like, damn, I know it's like, I know it's supposed to be like, ooh, horrors of capitalism, but I'm like, God. Damn, Madam Carp, that was quick. So we go back to the castle. The queen tells the princess that it is vital that the princess marry King Dominic because it'll save their people. And the song continues. And it continues back with Erica, then back to the princess, then back to the both of them who just want to break free. And the princess wants to stay royal. Erica wants to pay her parents' debt. So yeah, butterflies sparkle and the song ends. We transition to night at the gold mine. And we see these two workers hammering away. We meet our, you know, two miners who are actually criminals. I cannot tell you what their names are. I, they, they, the movie doesn't really do a good job of telling us who they are, anyways. So yeah. they they break a piece, uh, they break one piece of coal that has some like purple gemstone in it. Then hide it when Master Priminger arrives. He was mentioned a little bit earlier. And the two stooges give Priminger the last of the gold. It's all his because he stole everything already. Oh, and now he breaks out into a song. And this song is how he just can't wait to be king and marry a princess and wants to rule the world. Oh, and uh, he also wants to marry this kingdom's princess. That's strange. Uh, okay. It's, it's, you're like, that's a weird thing to slip in, bud. But all right, sure. <laughs> Word. But the miners, they introduce a problem. The princess is getting married next week, which fucking sends Priminger. And he just sings angrily because that's what i do when i'm upset exactly so, you know what there have been there are many there are many many a days where i've just been frustrated and i've just sort of just jumped out into the rain and just just sung my heart out <laughs> like i'm seal just michael flaherty singing opera in the chicago streets exactly uh, it's exact because chicago's notorious for being very tolerant of just singing randomly out in the streets no one's gonna go hey shut the hell up and just roll on me Listen, man, you do that shit somewhere in the South, you know, except for maybe Atlanta, you know, you, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be marked and, uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, that is, that looking is. for you. <laughs> so, someone's going to be like, someone's going to be like, you're not Jason Aldean. You can't try that in a small town. <laughs> so, uh, again, Preminger's plan is for the girl to go missing. The King goes away. Then Preminger will bring her back and save the day and become King flawless plan i guess so the song ends we transition to the castle the next day we get some more animal humor you know because we got to have that with primager's dog and this cat and the animals talk by the way the dog brags about how he'll be king soon and an animal chase scene ensues because you know again animated kids movie thing we go outside to meet ambassador bismarck Another Ben Franklin impersonator and Michael Flaherty's sleep paralysis demon. Oh my god, the eyes of Ambassador Bismarck haunt me. 
haunt me. It's nothing. like there's nothing going it's just, on. There's it's like it's like he doesn't have eyelids. He's just sits there and just stares like he's just like, like what's your favorite flavor? Mine's cocaine. And you're like, all right, man. It's <laughs> do, do, can you back up a little bit? Like Jesus. He's the type of guy that'll corner you in an alley and been like, I was once in the Thai prison. He just goes, goes, do you like movies about gladiators? (laughs) You ever ever been in a Turkish prison? (laughs) So, uh, oh, by the way, and uh, King Dominic also arrives at the castle. We go inside. Princess Annalise looks at gold and then some douche named Julian arrives. But the princess is really into rocks. I'm sorry, minerals. And Julian <laughs> speaks in very, in very much formality. The ambassador has arrived with a gift. We go to the royal hall, and the queen is given an engagement gift for the princess. Bismarck asks about when the wedding will be. Turns out next week. But Priminger gasps. He's also here, but he plays it off. We go outside on a balcony. The princess looks off in the distance and talks with Julian about what King Dominic will be like. You know what it'll be like marrying him, Mike. Have you ever been in the friend zone this hard? This is this dude is I like RIP to this guy, man. Like, god damn. It's I like this dude is deep, deep, deep in the friend zone. I'm like, damn dog, you are listening to the person you're into sing about marrying another dude and just singing about what that shit's gonna be like. That's gotta be this dude's gotta sit there and just like just be like punch in the air right now as he like it doesn't like it doesn't show him when she's singing and i just imagine he's sitting there just sticking a pillow against his head screaming and like punching stuff <laughs> and uh julian and uh so uh, so yeah they have this conversation then we transition to the city the princess and julian go through their city walking their cat i guess for some reason because people do that oh and the dog snuck out too priminger's dog so Annalise and Julian walk amongst the common people. The dog watches evilly. Julian impresses Annalise with his knowledge on flowers. And they stop to get a coffee. Annalise sees a building get it boarded up, which, you know, makes her sad. But then she hears Erica singing. Remember her? Erica is being a street performer for the peasants. And the princess walks over to listen. And, you know, once Erica's done singing, she takes, you know, a little bit of that money that she earned. And then Carp interrupts her singing and takes all her money for her performing. Taxes. So Carp scolds. <laughs> That's just how it'd be like. This, Look, this, I'm I'm, I'm love the, damn, this, movie, this movie's like, hey, this shit's all whack, huh? And you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, movie. This is it's real pointed, huh? So Carp scolds Erica, says, you know, get back to work. Um, And this makes her sad. But the princess comes up and gives her one gold coin and the two meet for the first time. And they're like, whoa, we look so similar. Doing like the whole mime thing in front of each other. And -hmm. they introduce themselves. Erica finds out that Annalise is the princess. We get exposition dumping. Annalise is the princess. Erica is an indentured servant. Oh, and this leads to a song about the life of an indentured servant. And Erica sings about being poor while Annalise sings about being rich. And this is where we get the, I'm just like you. You're just like me. And it's a pop. Dude, it, 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 again, this is the song from all of any, from all of the movies we've covered this month. 
that will be stuck in your head. I'm pretty sure they're using it like as torture at Guantanamo Bay. It's exactly. It's just <laughs> this is what this is what they were playing in the Unabomber cell as he was sitting <laughs> in that one supermax prison out in Colorado, just like twitching. <laughs> I'm just like you. You're just like me. He's like, please stop. Uh, yes, I believe there's a famous tr- uh, interview with Charles Manson where he sings this song. <laughs> exactly. It's damn, damn, that, that's hardcore. <laughs> there's like, Charles, what's your favorite movie? He goes, Barbie Princess and the Popper. <laughs> like, damn, hell yeah, Charles. And uh, Oh, and by the way, Erica, turns out, made the princess's dress. Erica then sings about, you know, what she does at her job. Annalise sings about not disappointing her mom. Oh, and by the way, the only difference, I don't know if I've mentioned this, the only difference between the two is their hair. You know, they could be twins. And if you and if you think, oh, they actually are twins. No, it's just a coincidence that there are these two people from two different families that look exactly the same. Just so happen to be living this close to each other. That's that's damn. You want to talk about someone should enter the lottery between those two. Someone should enter the lottery between those two. God damn. That's that type of luck. That type of probability, man. That's insane. That's wild. <laughs> so the song ends and it also it turns out Annalise has a has the royal birthmark on her shoulder that Erica doesn't have. And Julian then comes by and then gets super confused between the two. He's like Oh my god! I think I've, I've dreamed of this day for my entire life. <laughs> Julian, Julian is sitting there, just like, just like, hey, you know what? Brown hair's not too bad. <laughs> He's like, Julian's like, you know what? Glass half full, Julian. It's brown hair's always brown hair's always been a been a been a close second place. <laughs> Who needs blondes, anyways? <laughs> Then the dog interrupts shenanigans by chasing the royal cat. Then Erica's cat starts giving chase. And then, you know, some poor dude dropped his pie. I'm pretty sure the cabbage guy from Avatar was in the background somewhere. (laughs) Just all the food, all the food in the village is just getting fucking ruined in this chase between the dog and the cat. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this, but if Erica's cat looks familiar, it's because Wolfie, Erica's cat, had a cameo in Barbie island princess as an animal that the mice were poisoning that's fun oh fun fun the the animals that were talking about how much they love cheese as they were just poisoning people wolfie was one of them oh damn (laughs) hell yeah so we get an animal chase scene the royal cat gets cornered the dog starts being a bad guy then erica's cat who has an australian accent and barks startles the dog and the dog runs (laughs) off and the royal cat seraphina is like ooh meow i guess i don't fucking know i hell yeah brother i love that that was that's the that that is the best rendition of what could have been said it's for sure. listen i feel like i'm good at summarizing things after doing this podcast it's, you're you're a board foley artist that's what i can tell you that's what i can tell you just the 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 meow is just was just chef's kiss so Erica and Annalise, they get their respective cats and go their separate ways. Annalise says that Erica must sing at the royal palace someday. And the two go their separate ways. We go to night in the castle. Erica sleeps on her book. Serafina sleeps on fucking something. And then a fake mouse runs by and the cat's like, hmm, interesting. The cat gives chase all the way through the castle, but then gets captured by the two miners from earlier. <laughs> Dumb cat. What a fucking idiot. So she gets caught by the two henchmen 
And they, you know, they accidentally captured the cat, but not the princess. And they're like, oh, gee, Willikers, what are we going to do? So the henchmen shake the cat and get her to meow, which wakes up the princess. And the princess comes down to the box covering the cat and then gets kidnapped by the henchmen. Later, at some cabin, we see that the, um, they brought her out some uh, to this just cabin in the middle of the woods. This cat has followed them and talks to a horse. The horse introduces himself as Hervé. He's literally like in this scene <laughs> and the ending. <laughs> it's, it's hey, hey, all I got to say is at least they bring him back. At least they're not doing the freaking bad movie thing where it's just they introduce a character and go like, hey, you think they're cool? And you're like, yeah, maybe. And then they just go... <laughs> Well, who needs them? <laughs> They're lame anyways. It just throws them off. Everybody, yeah, he's literally just in like this scene in the end, but he's all right. He's literally also, me. He's literally me. It's, it just, I I keep seeing on like Instagram and TikTok the supercuts of Ryan Gosling with the literally me joke. I'm waiting for the Hervé cut of that. I mean, who's to say Ryan Gosling didn't voice Hervé? I, there's so, no way there's there's absolutely no way of knowing there's who who would know who would know ryan gosling could have been doing a french accent and caught under a moniker he could have so inside the cabin the princess is locked in a room and the two henchmen they goof around and the cat gets on top of the horse and uh the cat and the horse talk the cat uh sees priminger riding up on a horse and we go at the front door. Preminger enters. He asks if she knows that he's behind this. And Preminger monologues his plan, then leaves. Then Serafina overhears this. And then she gets on top of the roof by Hervé just fucking yeeting her, like, by bucking, <laughs> I guess. He does. He technically bucks. But I do love the idea that the horse stands on a hind leg, grabs Serafina with a hoof, and then just freaking... Like shot. a perfect spiral, or no, a shot, yeah, fucking shot put. Just like he's in the Olympics, he just does a few spins and sends Serafina into orbit. So Serafina takes the chimney down into the room that the princess is in. So back at the castle, the queen calls out for Princess Annalise. No one can find her. And Primager is here, and he's just got this shit-eating grin. And Primager notices a letter addressed to the queen. Annalise has run away, so she doesn't have to marry Dominic. The Priminger is like, don't worry, I'll send out a search party at once. Then again, gives that shit-eating grin. In the Royal <laughs> Hall, the Ben Franklin impersonator and Michael Flaherty's sleep paralysis demon is just throwing a fit. He's like, nope, cancel the wedding at once. But then Julian's there and is like, this doesn't add up. Maybe I can help you look for her. But Priminger is just like, no, sh and shoes him off. But Julian is just like so deep in the friend zone that he knows <laughs> what her stationary smells like. And she's like, no, wait a second. <laughs> That note <laughs> smells like lavender, but she smells like strawberries. <laughs> this this dude, this dude needs to like change job, change castles. He needs to change castles. This is this is tough. This is tough for this motherfucker. He literally just takes a whiff of the letter and goes, "Not her. He, she didn't write it." <laughs> like, damn, bud. That's that's uh, that's sad. That's sad. Can we just say that? That's kind of sad. <laughs> so back at the seamstress, Carp is at the front and Julian enters and Carp tries to flirt slash sell. But Julian's like, look, I just want to speak with Erica. I had one interaction with her and I know only she can solve this. 
He's like, he's like, she's she this poor woman I met in the middle of town. She's prepared. She is prepared. Outside, Erica starts to freak out. She'll start to sing at the castle. She's like, oh, I've looked forward to this day my whole life. But then Julian reigns on the parade. The princess is missing and he needs her help to find her. Julian wants Erica to pretend to be the princess because he suspects Preminger has taken her. You know, it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist. Uh, so he can trick Preminger to reveal the true location to find her. This is risky. Both of them could be thrown into prison. So Erica says... Oh, fuck it. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I do love that this woman, this woman is so indebted that she just sits there and goes, hmm, this is medieval times. And, you know, usually the, the usually the crime for impersonating royalty is like death at this point. It's death or debt, baby. And I'm, I'm rolling the dice. So she just fucking rolls with it. She's like, hell yeah. Why not? So Julian sneaks Erica into the castle. Now we go into the royal something. I don't fucking know. Erica points out that, you know, her hair doesn't match the princesses, but Julian had a plan. He got blonde in a box. It's it's literally just a wig. How he got that, I don't know. So also, Erica, she doesn't know a thing about being a princess. But then we later, we see Julian training Erica on being a princess via a handbook. And he does this in the form of song and dance of what being a princess is. How to be a princess is the DVD for you. <laughs> you understand that reference? You're entitled to financial compensation because your AARP is coming up? You, you old, old ass bitch. Dude, old school YouTube man. Great time. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> Have you or a loved one been in, involved in a car accident or some bullshit? How to be princess is the DVD for you. Oh, <laughs> so Julian yeah. sings, you know, about what is like looking at the princess and you can just tell he's madly in love with her. And I'm like, dude, listen, Julian, have you tried this thing called the gym? Have you heard of the oh. red pill movement? <laughs> it's a, oh my God. He just starts going to the gym. He gets weird arm tattoos and puts on sunglasses and he just turns into an Andrew, Andrew Tate, bro. <laughs> like, Annalise is like, Annalise is like, you're different. He goes, shut up, bitch. <laughs> he just like walks off. Who's to say this isn't Andrew Tate's origin story? Andrew Tate is just Julian, but Julian like as a vampire or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> like, So later, the Ben Franklin impersonator says the wedding is canceled. Priminger gives an evil grin. Then Julian enters and being like, oh, here he is. Here she is. Found her, folks. Then Erica enters, trips, but recovers. The queen comes in being like, you know, oh, promise me you'll never run away again. And uh, Ben Franklin is like, okay, fair enough. The wedding is back on. Julian also steals the queen's glasses. Priminger barges off. Wolfie the cat snarls at Priminger, and Priminger, you know, fucking kicks a cat in front of everybody. You know, if you really couldn't (laughs) tell he was the bad guy. He... He doesn't he doesn't just kick the cat. He freaking football punts the cat like he's going for the field goal. Like it's just he's just boom. And he just and he does the follow through too. It's not like he does like a little like kick the cat that is like a like you know, he's like angry. Yeah. He like a shoe sort of thing. He's like freaking all right and going for the three. <laughs> so uh 
um, Wolfie finds some marijuana. Wait, sorry. Oh no, silver fir tree. It was a. It was. It was grass from a fir from a fir tree. You see, and it was on Primager's person. Julian goes to investigate, but gets called by the queen so she can hear the story of how he found her. We go back to the cabin in the woods. No, not that cabin in the woods. And the two henchmen idiots play cards while Annalise calls out for help. She's just faking it. And the and the uh, henchmen enter and they see a ghostly KKK member. Sorry, no, no, no. It's the cat wearing wearing a sh- wearing a sheet, making ghost sounds. Yeah, I just, go- I just, it's the cat, and it's and she's going like, "Ooh, if any of you are of Jewish descent, please tell me so I could be mad at you." Ooh. <laughs> so the ghost cat attacks. The sheet covers the henchman, and the princess is able to make her escape. We go in the woods somewhere else. Julian is riding through. We go back at the cabin. Preminger arrives. The henchmen are like, it's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. Why? I'm not nervous. You're nervous. Then Preminger <laughs> sees that the princess is missing, so he's pissed off. So, and again, they try to do this by like a gag. Like, oh, no, here's one of the henchmen dressed up like the princess. But no, it's not. So Julian is outside the cabin and overhears this. And Preminger monologues his plan again. Then Julian causes a ruckus, which brings Preminger and his henchmen outside Priminger confronts Julian and they capture him. More crimes. We go outside the castle. The princess rides up and the guard asks who she is. And she says the princess. The guard is like, I just saw the princess eating dinner with the queen. You're not the princess. Move along. Does he not have eyes? I I I I love I love the I love the soul read that this guard tried. He was sitting there, he's like, it's a long night, Gary. He goes, it's, uh, you know what, but it's a good paying job and it's an honest job. And that's what, and then the actual princess shows up. The princess you have seen numerous times. And she's like, I'm the princess. Let me in. He goes, not on my watch. You fucking vagrant. Hit the bricks. Like it's just this woman in like garbs. That's the equivalent of having like, just like the president show up in a, doing a per someone. Just like Joe Biden shows up, he's like, please let me in. And you're like, you can't fool me, you fucking impersonator. Hit hit the road. You're like, really? Listen, even if he did, because he did say like, I just saw the princess eating dinner with the queen. You're not the princess. Move along. You'd at least be curious because, you know, you have these two people that look exactly the same. Yeah, you would sit there and at least go, son of a bitch, you do look alike. And then just, just, you would at least call over your buddies. Like, I feel like at the worst, you would have been like, at the worst, you'd call over your buddy and be like, that's a good impression though, right? Like, at least you'd have been like, hey, if you, you should look up impersonating as a job because you're freaking doing it great. <laughs> so uh, Princess, <clears throat> Princess Annalise turns around back to the N64 looking town with the common people. We go in town. Annalise runs into Carp. Her mistakes her for Erica. And at Carp's shop, the two enter and the princess scolds Carp for the way she talks to her workers. And Carp is like, lol, Erica, you're not the princess. I'm actually really close friends with her. And Carp then says, shut up and get back to work. The princess threatens that she'll take her royal business elsewhere, and the carp, and then carp is like, huh, "Lol." Then leaves. I, I love that. I, I do love that the princess is like, "This is mean." I will. We will take our business elsewhere. 
And then she just, the Madam, I, this is why I love Madam Cart, man. Madam Cart rules. Cause she just, she just sits there and she's like, any true person who tries to come up and like check her, she's like, she's like, try me, bitch. And then she just closed the door. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta applaud her. She's, she, she's down with it. Like, she doesn't give hell. She doesn't give a damn. So later, the princess hatches a plan. She puts a tag on Serafina, the cat's collar, for the seamstress shop, which will lead the royal family back to the seamstress shop. So, you know, oh, maybe there'll be a connection there. So Serafina goes out on a ledge, looks down. It's quite a fall. So she makes her way into town. Serafina's walking alone at night. The next day, Erica wakes up in the princess's bed. Someone knocks. Erica tells him to come in. You know, she tries to play off being a, being royalty. And the maid brings her some breakfast in bed, and the maid is just absolutely perplexed by the princess's new attitude. Erica is amazed at all this food that she'd be getting and has a bath drawn for her, too. In the royal hall, the Ben Franklin impersonator talks to King Dominic, who has been in disguise this whole time, you know, because he didn't want uh, um, the princess to know that, you know, oh, the king's here to make her nervous. Like, he wants to talk to the princess. In the royal bathroom, Erica takes a bath. Wolfie tries to learn how to meow. What a weird fucking cat. And this inspires Erica to break out into a song. And it's a song about how she loves her cat just the way he is. But then King Dominic knocks on the door and, you know, just kind of enters and stands outside of the bathroom. That's fucking weird. So Erica, I, I do love I do love that 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 is not considered to be creepy, weird in any way. That just sitting there and it's and it's again, it's not like they have a pre-existing relationship. Mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes, they've met a single time. Period. And he's like didn't even and she didn't even know that you know this was the king. They yeah, just, exactly. Just it wasn't some dude. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, hmm. Prime. We're, we we've we've already acquainted ourselves. It's okay to listen in on when someone's bathing now. We're already, we're already there. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Shut up. You're making it weird. So Erica continues to sing. King Dominic just listens outside. And, you know, now Erica and the cat dance in a room filled with bubbles. And King Dominic closes the door. Erica finishes her song to the cat. We go back to Madame Carps now. Princess Annalise tries her hand at sewing, but she's not doing a very good job. Also, Erica's coworker is just kind of like rolling with the fact that the princess is here like in her presence, you know, like in her shop. Just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. She, he, she, she. Yeah, she she isn't like flabbergasted at all or anything. She's like she's like, oh, word up, hell yeah, that's good to hear. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? Shouts out to her, I guess. Maybe she's maybe maybe this, maybe Madame Carpet just runs a freaking tight ship, and like a lot of people cool show up. So back at the castle, Erica's worried people will find out she's faking, and you know that just worries her. It also worries your girlfriends too. So just be aware of that, guys. Priminger enters and is being like, OMG, your highness. Then Wolfie barks at Priminger. Priminger is like, what happened to the other one? You know, you can tell he's a little suspicious. Priminger is here to escort Erica to King Dominic. We go to the royal hall. King Dominic and the queen talk. It's all getting sorted out. Priminger announces Princess Annalise. Erica and the king, they meet each other. And the queen still can't find her spectacles. Erica fakes her way through an interaction with the king. Wolfie is here too, making his presence known. The king just kind of rolls with it. And explains why he described him, why he disguised himself as a mere pleb. So the queen tells the king to play the piano. He's a musician, after all. He will only if the princess sings with him. 
So the king takes a seat at the piano and plays the most basic ass fucking song <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Like I could get a recorder and play hot cross cross buns out of my fucking nose just, better than this guy. Could play I just, I, I just love the idea that they're like, Oh, he is a skilled pianist after all. Oh, well, why don't you just amuse us a little bit? And then he goes, sits down with the keys. And then he just starts playing fucking uh, Heart and Soul. He goes, da 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 Again, so she sings, you know, the boy boy meets girl, if only you knew me song. And the king sings as well. And now the king starts to sing. He gets up from the piano. The piano keeps going. Don't ask fucking questions. And they sing. They go around the kingdom and just sing at each other. And now this turns into the I'll be yours, love me for me song. And they do the things like play with Erica's cat, walk through a field, and look at poorly rendered sunsets. Later, the two sit, and the king remarks how honest the princess is, and then says goodbye. And Erica is just like, damn. King walks away. Erica's upset that Julian and the princess are missing. At night, Serafina, remember that, arrives back at the castle. Priminger finds her and his dog comes out and attacks. Priminger monologues about his hatred for cats. Fucking bastard. And he knows <laughs> like, like, why are you hating on the cats? I love that the movie, the movie went, he's not unlikable enough. We need to make him have a s- severe hatred for cats. <laughs> like, like, all right. I, he already was the bad guy, but <laughs> sure. Let's, let's just keep driving it home. We need him to take this box of puppies and throw it off a cliff into a burning fire. The burning just, fire that he caused. Exactly. You just, <laughs> the idea that went, that's not, he's not unlikable enough though. And you just see him, he's pouring, pouring sewer waste and toxic sludge into the, into the, into the like creek. And they're like, they're like he's still, he's still kind of, kind of likable. So he notices the tag and the ring on Serafina's collar, and you know he sees the seamstress place. He's like, "Hmm, interesting." In town, Priminger arrives outside Madame Cart's seamstress. Hervé, the horse, he's back. It's been like you know oh, yeah, forty-five is. minutes, but he's here. So Priminger goes to look inside while Hervé hears Serafina in a bag on the side of another horse, and Hervé opens the bag, freeing Serafina. Serafina runs off inside the shop. Priminger opens the door just and. That wasn't locked to begin with. Okay. And finds the princess. And the princess is like, hey, Priminger, you know, you found me. This is this is good because she doesn't know he's evil yet. She goes off with Priminger, leaving without saying goodbye to Erica's co-worker. And the princess and Priminger run off to the gold mines. The princess begins to put two and two together that Priminger is responsible for everything. Priminger grabs her hand and runs into the gold mine with while Hervé just watches. In the gold mine, prim- <laughs> poor guy. Airve, I, I love Airve because Airve just is just watching. He's like good, but only when it conveniences him. He's like he just sees he just someone is like, "Hey, can you help me out?" He's like, eh, "Sure, why not?" And he just kicks him in, and he just sees this woman get just just kidnapped and stolen into a mine. And he's like, "Airve, you are on the clock, just." Don't get involved. He's <laughs> just like, oh no, stop, no, come back, please. Yeah, I'm exactly. He does. The, he does the. Oh no, stop, stop, don't do that. <laughs> now in the gold mine, Perminger shoves the princess to the ground with his two henchmen. His plan now is to marry the princess's mother. You know, and says the phrase, "She's a very, she's a very handsome woman." Such a strange compliment. 
Mm-hmm. Serafina also hears everything. Primager shoves the princess into this little side room where Julian's also held captive. Big surprise. Primager says no one's going to come looking for the princess. So Primager su- shuts the door, locking Julian and the princess in. Outside the side room, still in the gold mines, the two henchmen use their axes to try to bring the gold mine down, leaving them locked in there to die. <laughs> Probably with limited oxygen, too. This movie got it's, very fucking dark. Exactly. I'm telling you. It's, hey, first the stepmom and island princess is like, you know what's on the docket? Killing. Preminger's like, Preminger's like, but active killing? Not for me. Suffocation. That's more my, that's more my. Suffocation, no breathing. Damn. Just Just remember that. Oh, damn. Yeah, this movie got, this movie did take a weird twist towards the end. So the mine collapses, you know, you'll see. Preminger and his henchmen ride off with Hervé the horse. Back at the castle in the royal hall, it's time for a wedding, I guess. Erica's about to get married to the king. King Dominic presents a ring. She really likes him. Then Primager barges in, being like, grab her. She's an imposter. And the queen is like, are you telling me I don't know my own daughter? <laughs> Fucking apparently. So Primager is <laughs> like, Julian and the pauper have conspired to take the princess and hide her in the royal mind so Erica could marry King Dominic. And the king is like, well, what proof do you have? And Primager is like, look, I tried to rescue the princess, but the mind collapsed, then shows the the queen the princess's ring, then tells them to check her shoulder of Erica for the royal birthmark. Queen sees, realizes it's true, then the dog removes the blonde wig off Erica, revealing the truth. Erica tries to explain, then tells the king she never hurt her or anyone else. She wanted to save the princess from Preminger, and King Dominic is like, oh, fuck, I can't believe you've done this. (laughs) I just love King Dominic. Love King Dominic. This entire time, everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, my God, my worldview has been shattered. And King Dominic's just like, he's just the equivalent of those those memes where you see the guys just put put their hands against their forehead, and they're just like, oh, no. What? Oh fuck! Like it's, I love King. I love. I love King Dominic. There's not really a character in this movie where you're like, I actively hate. Except you know, except for the bad guy, because you know that's except for Preminger, because that's his job. Right? Yeah, but Preminger's also comically bad. Like it's not mm-hmm. like Preminger's like, ooh, you know, this thing really grinds my gears. It's like Preminger's like, you know what? I love kicking cats. And you're like. All right, well, it's, you're already unlikable if that's one of your character traits. Primager's most hated charity is the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> he loves. He just sees. He just sees John Cena going to like make some poor kid with like 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 uh, I'm, I'm I don't know what fucking disease like freaking I don't know like I don't know whatever. There's some some fucking poor Make-A-Wish kid, and and the Primager's like not on my watch. <laughs> and he just sits there and like just like crashes his car into John Cena. Then John Cena just picks him up and just fucking attitude adjustments him through a table, five knuckle shuffle, STF. Absolutely, one, two, just three. That's the yeah. line. <laughs> Dude, somewhere Vince McMahon is just just smiling, just sitting on a chair. Vince, hire us, man, please. Actually, no, absolutely, work, working for him might be a little bit weird. Oh yeah, that is true. I've I've seen I've seen too many behind the scenes footage of Brock Lesnar throwing his chair at Vince McMahon <laughs> that one time. 
So outside, uh, the uh, Ben Franklin and the King, they start to head out. Both of them are so very confused. In the dungeon, what does she, uh, we see Erica. What does she do? She breaks out into a song. She sings about what she had to do as a princess. In the royal hall, that was a very quick musical number, the queen looks just, sad. She sings what I've done. But literally like the first 30 seconds of what I've done and then we just cut away from it. <laughs> I just love she just sits there, you just hear the you just hear the the guitar intro, <laughs> and then you just hear what I've done, and then it just pans back over to Julian and the fucking what's her name? Fucking Annalise. So we uh so we see that the queen, she looks sad, but Priminger enters and is like, huh, I can help. I can save your kingdom. I had a business venture that struck gold. I'm as wealthy as King Dominic. And then he breaks out into song and dance about giving the queen half of his fortune. And this song is about Priminger wanting to be king. I really feel like we've heard this one before, but Priminger proposes, she accepts relatively quickly, and we fade to black. The next day in the dungeon, Erica's asleep. Wolfie is stretching outside because apparently, you know, he can just hop up and then boom, he's fucking free. He just walks right through the bars. I <laughs> Damn, it really do be that easy, huh? Wolfie just sits there and he's like, I don't know what y'all are complaining, but, you know, I'm looking out for me. Peace. Wolfie looks at Erica and is like, nah, you're in prison, not me. I'm heading out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's like, nope, that's not how this game gets played. So Hervé um, also comes by and says that Serafina needs help, and so does the princess. Wolfie is like, hmm, bet, my time to shine. We go back to the back to the mines. The princess and Julian are alive. Serafina is also there. The princess sees the purple mineral shown earlier in the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, Mike, do you know what they're doing? They're doing a payoff. They set oh, something up at the beginning. It's It's, it's happening. It's, it's oh, all right everyone calm down everyone stay calm stay calm it's it's it may be about crystals but you know what it's a it's, it's a something. it's a Chekhov's it's gun it the gun fired the gun, the gun fire. fired the gun fired the gun actually fired i'm so happy i'm so happy so julian and the princess talk and the princess says the reason i didn't want to marry the king is because i'm in love with someone else my best friend the man who's taught me so much and i'm sitting here like Fucking did it, guys. Fucking round yeah, exactly. of applause. My man's escaping the friend zone. See, it is possible, everybody. Exactly. You just sit there and it's just you just a round of applause for him. You're just like, you're like, boy, boy. It's good to see him. You just see Shia LaBeouf standing up and starts clapping. Just, yeah, exactly. It's just Shia LaBeouf alone in a theater just starts clapping. So the princess shows Julian uh, the mineral from earlier. They hug. They like each other. Julian vows like, oh, we're going to get out of this situation. We go outside the mines now. Wolfie and Erebe arrive. Wolfie finds a scent. He's like, there's another way in. Back at the kingdom, the queen's getting ready to get married. She's just swallowing her pride to marry Preminger. Back in the mines, Julian continues to hit a wall, but he strikes water. Interesting. Outside the mine, Wolfie finds a spot and starts digging. Then the ground collapses. He can get to Serafina and the princess. And we go back in the dungeon. Erica sings some more. She sings enough to make the guard outside go to sleep. While she sings, she's, uh, you know, fashions a shank. So, sorry, no, it's a hook instead. She, she just grabs a toothbrush and, like, snaps it and starts, like, firing Stabbing away the guard. Exactly. She, she, she just, just 
it just goes full NC-17. She just like rips out his throat. Or do some crazy I'm telling shit. you, we need a movie that while you're watching it starts out like, you know, the first 85 minutes G-rated, you know, normal, regular, you know, just a kid's movie. And then boom, last five minutes, grindhouse movie, murder, violence. Like so it we is, need that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a million dollar idea right there. So back with Wolfie and Arabe. Wolfie jumps down in this hole and somehow fucking Swanton's bombs his way down to where Serafina and Julian are. And Julian, the princess, and the rest can now escape. The princess makes note of the water. They start moving boulders out of the way. Now the water is beginning to rise. Back in the dungeon, Erica sings more than carefully grabs the keys from the guard so she can make her escape. Erica exits her cell, then the guard wakes up, sees that she's missing, and then runs off. Back at the mines, Julian, the princess, and the cats are in a barrel that, you know, because of the rising water, is bringing them up higher to their freedom. Back in the dungeon, Erica gets caught by one of the other guards. This masked guard is like, don't worry, I'm going to take her to the queen, her orders. Yeah, it's a disguised King Dominic. They don't even really try to hide it. The other guard is like, it's okay. I love that. It's it's. She, you couldn't have just let her get out herself. You had to, you had to have Dominic just roll in and be like, nah, I've got it. And then also the other guard doesn't even try. <clears throat> he literally just goes, yeah, it works for me. And he just turns around and leaves. Like there's no conflict or anything. He's like, cool. Right, yeah, I love that. He, I love it. He's like, <clears throat> he's like, I make seven twenty five an hour. You can fucking take it for all I care. <laughs> now we go to the wedding. Primager is walking down the aisle with his creepy fucking dog and his two henchmen are his groomsmen looking like, you know, the German mountaineering cousins of Doug Demodome, owner of the Dimsdale Demodome. <laughs> <laughs> the man himself <laughs> is officiating the wedding. <laughs> exactly. You just see his hat rise out of out of out of shot. <laughs> so the queen starts walking down the aisle and her and Primager are getting married and the queen is not happy about it. Off to the side of the castle, Erica stomps on the foot of the guard, and the guard reveals himself, big surprise, as Dominic. And Dominic is like, I don't believe you're the person Primager says you are. And, you know, he, he does love his disguises, doesn't he? This is the second one he's had in the movie. He's just so passionate about <laughs> he's, it. He's, he's, he, 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 Halloween is his favorite. It's, it's, it's on brand. You know, it's my favorite, too. And then you make me cover fucking Barbie movies in the month of October. We are Knuff. We are Knuff. You're not Knuff. Uh, so back uh, at the wedding. <laughs> you bitch. You bitch. Hold up. We're about to have to break up for this podcast so me and Michael Flaherty can go have a fist fight outside. <laughs> I'm, about to say, I'm about to say, this kid's ready to throw down. <laughs> so back at the wedding. The vows are almost to be said. The queen hesitates. Doesn't want, she's like, uh, she doesn't quite say it. When a wild princess Annalise appears, interrupting the wedding. Everyone is surprised. Annalise shows her royal birthmark. The queen is so happy to see her daughter. Then Erica and King Dominic see this and are like, oh, geez, that's so nice. And the princess is like, I'm here because of Priminger. And Priminger is like, okay, I <laughs> see where things are at. I, I'm going to head out. And then sprints I off. I, I love it. Priminger doesn't even try. He's... <laughs> They just go, they just go, I'm back and it's Preminger's fault. And Preminger's like, all right. And he just, he just dips like a freaking, like a sprinter in the Olympics. He's just off. <laughs> so Preminger then sprints off to get on Horse Air Bay. Yeah, he's still here. 
the two start to run off. Julian and the king get on their horses. The henchmen try to run away and are both tripped by Erica and the princess. Even Primitra's dog gets cornered by the two cats. The dog loses its gold tooth. I don't know if we mentioned that because it tried to bite a fucking piece of wood. I don't I don't fucking know. It's animals. <laughs> Live with it. It's, so back with yeah. So back with the horses, Priminger and Hervé are trying to run away, and Hervé is just like, you know what? I've had enough of your shit. I've had enough of your shit, Priminger. He stops, turns around, runs towards, then past the king and Julian, and back into the wedding, Hervé bucks Priminger off of him onto the royal table with all the food. Hell yeah, Hervé. Hervé just has a change of heart. He's like, he's like, you know what? I could get better employment elsewhere. So now it's, yeah, 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 I don't really care about this guy. Everybody's like, man, you know, I've been really inspired by the red pill movement. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Everybody's like, everybody's like, women are property. And you're like, no, everybody. (laughs) I've really been listening to Julian. He's got some interesting ideas. Yeah, he's, he just sits there. You just see, you just turn the camera pans away and it pans back and airbase in a tight black t-shirt and, and aviators. And that one song is, but you guys know that one Andrew Tate song, that one. Hell yeah. Oh God. So, so back into the wedding, you know, like I said, Hervé bucks Priminger onto the Royal table with all the food. Later, the queen apologizes to Annalise. They hug. Annalise confesses that, you know, she loves Julian and she says she wants to marry him. And the queen says, I understand, but we must take care of the people first. But Annalise is like, well, I found something very interesting in the mine. We'll get to that in a second. But outside Madame Carp's, Erica and Dominic talk. Erica says that her debt has been paid thanks to Annalise. And Erica wants to travel. Dominic gives her a ring to take. And King Dominic is like, it is meant for you. I'll take my chances. I'll wait for you. And then Erica rides off on her horse. If it works for them, I guess. It's, I, yeah, sure. Why, I, I saw that and I went, all right, whatever. Why not? Sure. And uh, Barbie epilogues. Princess Annalise was right about the mine. She had discovered it was filled with, I I, I don't fucking know what it was. I, it sounds like geodes, but I think I wrote down geodudes. It's just in this world where Pokemon do not exist, they just hit the pickaxe on one rock and it just turns around and it's got fists and just starts beating up one of the miners. <laughs> Geodude use magnitude. All of the miners have died. <laughs> Geodude use earthquake. The entire kingdom has now suffered an 8.2 earthquake and there are casualties in the hundreds. There are no survivors. <laughs> there are no survivors. Oh my god! It's a post post apocalyptic Barbie princess and the popper. So uh, under her direction, the crystals create a new industry. The kingdom was saved. As for Madame Carp, without the work from the castle, she went out of business. After months of traveling, Erica realized there was one place she, that she really wanted to sing more than anywhere else. Sometimes being free means choosing not to go, but to stay. We go outside King Dominic's castle. Erica rides up to see him. The two hold hands and look into each other's eyes. And we end with a montage of the two having a co-wedding where they, where uh, Erica and Annalise each marry their own husband. Oh, and even the cats get married and have tons of sex because they have a shit ton of kittens. Hell, even Erve thinks ma- gets married, I think. Yeah, no, no. Even Irve gets married. Like they, everybody just got hitched at the end. It was uh, I just, at the same sure. damn time, same damn wet, just mass wedding. Dude, future would be proud at the same damn time. 
And we end with the two couples riding off in the sunset, and it's just so happy. And that's the movie. Well, except not, because we get some like behind the scenes animated bloopers that, you know, some animators had to sit down and create as bloopers, which that's fun. I really wish we got that a little bit more. Well, yeah, you know what? It's yeah, I saw that and I was like, I was like, you know what? Good on them. Good on them. That's I was like, that's fun. That's a little fun little number. Sure. Why not? But yeah, guys, that's Barbie the as the princess and the popper. A surprisingly do I say good? Cuz it's like it's, it's it's not okay, but I can't really sit here and say like, oh yeah, this movie's good. It's but it's like it's surprising. I think you'll yeah. be surprised too. Mike, what do you think? Yeah. I think it's surprisingly good. I think it's surprisingly good. It's I will say this movie this movie's this movie's up to number 1 on the Barbie list for me. Mm-hmm. This movie this movie's the number 1. It's I'll say that. It's it feels like for me it's like this movie and then like Fairy Secret or Nutcracker, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm bouncing between the two of them and then Island Princess and then Thumbelina. Yeah. I mean, I think the best way to describe this movie is like, it's kind of, it's pretty consistent, like throughout, like everything in this yeah. movie is pretty like, is okay to good. Yeah. And the one thing I will also say is that you will remember this movie because I'm just like you. You're just like me is going to get stuck in your fucking head. So you're going to have is. to think about this movie. It's honestly, yeah, it is a freaking earworm. I will absolutely corroborate that. It is. It stays. I don't know if it's stuck in my head as round as long as it did my goes, but like, damn, it, it do be catchy. It do be catchy. It do be catchy indeed. But guys, that does it for this episode of the Mess Up at Midnight podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You guys know the deal. And uh, yeah, stay up to date with what we got going on. Mike, what do, what do we got coming up? Stay tuned for Barbie and the Diamond Castle. This is the one with the two dogs, the ones that are really horribly animated that show up in all the memes. Oh, God, I forgot about that one. Hell I forgot, yeah. I forgot we were covering that one. I thought, oh, yeah, oh you boy. thought you thought we were going to do, you thought we were on the Fairytopia series? No dice. <laughs> well, my the horrors persist, and so do I. Guys, I will see y'all next time. See you next time, everybody.